1: Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Last segment on a Friday. This is a rerun show, but let me just tell you, I went back into the Wayback Machine. Uh, Wolfgang Halbig was a really important guest. Um, he had worked on the school's safety protocols and uh, knew inside and out the protocols that were supposed to be followed with Sandy Hook. We're going to revisit this because he brought up so many great points. And because we have so many, we're in such a uh, an era of a lifetime of false flags. This is really important stuff to look for in all the events they claim are are somehow events that are going on. And so there were way too many questions about Sandy Hook. You could not ignore. And all their homes, by the way, were bought on the same day. Of all the families, they were bought on uh, the day, I think it was either Christmas Day or the day after, that they were bought two years prior to all the families moving in. None of the families that had a victim in Sandy Hook grew up there. They were all victims that moved in and then moved out. After the after they said their child uh, was slain in Sandy Hook it was really kind of strange so we bring up all these things with Sandy Hook with Wolfgang Halbig so let me uh, bring on more of the interview with Wolfgang this was fascinating he doesn't really speak out anymore it's hard to I think I don't I don't think he does interviews anymore um, I think he's been so threatened to stop talking uh, but here's more with Wolfgang Halbig about Sandy Hook
2: you know when you get emotionally attached or traumatized to such an event, mm-hmm. especially when you start watching the funerals of children right. and you watch all the grief and your obituaries, I mean, you are hooked.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And how dare do you question a parent losing a child? I mean, really, yeah. you gotta be sick if you question anybody about this incident. That's exactly, I think, how this exercise was developed it had that emotional tie into it. Mm-hmm. And anyone who questions it is considered to be crazy or has a mental health issue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that That is the case. And I think the biggest question for people is, is how in the world would they keep this quiet? I mean, how would you get all of these people in this town to stay quiet about this?
2: Well, you know, it took me about four months to figure that question out because I was asked that I did a workshop for 200 school board members Mm -hmm. from Florida at their retreat. Mm -hmm. How can you keep that so quiet? Right. You know what I found out by friends? They call this a capstone FEMA Homeland Security exercise. And when you read I mean, I, I'm going I'm to send you stuff after the show. Okay. It, it actually now includes a presidential directive. A capstone exercise starts at the desk of the president, goes to the attorney general, to the FBI, and it works its way down to the state governor and their agencies. The entire community, it's a whole community event that has to buy in. It's probably a plan that's been in the work for two years. Mm -hmm. They knew that that school was a filthy, deplorable-looking school. It was a toxic waste dump. It was not being used by 600 children. And so I think part of the plan was to use that as an exercise in a drill.
1: Do you think that a lot of the people involved with compartmentalization of information, do you think they thought it was a drill?
2: I think time. some did and some did not because I interviewed a couple ambulance drivers mm-hmm. and they thought it was real. But they were told when they arrived never to use their cell phone. They're never allowed to take pictures. They had to surrender their driver's license and they were told to park in a certain space and not move until they're instructed to do so. Wow. wow, were
1: they shocked at that? Mm-hmm. Had they ever been oh, told to do that? I
2: mean've got their, I've got their statement because I'm gonna put that in my book as I get through with this thing if I ever figure yeah. this thing How out. They, you How know they... you
0: know, Kate, I don't think that everybody kept silent. You've got those two Connecticut oh, no. you got those two Connecticut officers that talked mm-hmm. to Wolfgang here. right You got your ambulance drivers. That's you true. got others, but I don't know. How much of that can get reported or has been reported.
2: Right. Well do you remember if you watch your closely on the dash cam of Connecticut State Troopers? Mm-hmm. Do you know when they responded, they couldn't even find the school, Dave? Yeah, they searched forever.
1: I, I noticed that too. In the in, when they were trying to call each other, that was one of the biggest things I noticed. The, the kind of this fumbling of this exercise was they couldn't even find it. I mean, nobody knew where the school was. That's odd to me.
0: You know, when I worked on the school board, when I worked on the school board in, in California, we had such a school off to the side, and it was used for storage. Oh. And it was used for you know mm-hmm. lots of materials because it's hard to warehouse all this stuff, you know, machines and mm-hmm. everything else. And uh, we had to refurbish that school, but right. it took a lot of money to be able to refurbish and right. get it going again. It's, and I suspect that that's what Ken, Sandy Hook was at the time. Yeah. Because of the, the condition of it the mold, the mildew, the flood damage everything else, it, you know, it could not have been an effective school.
1: Right. And there were odd things, too, right, Wolfgang, is is the fact that the investigators all got lunch. They were calling for lunch. I mean, they had lunch brought into the school, the crime scene that they were supposed to be cleaning or, or doing something with. It just seems strange that all the cops would go in and have lunch inside the school where the crime scene is.
2: Well, and you know, what's really ironic. I just figured out who the people are that ordered the food. Uh Guess who it was? Homeland Security. They they ordered sub sandwiches, Doritos, (laughs) Cheetos, energy bars, bananas. Do you know what it's like for me when my wife sends me to the store to get bananas? How picky she is. Mm -hmm. Now, these guys had bunches and bunches of bananas. Then you can actually see them in the dash cam videos. They're carrying all that food inside the Sandy Hook and they're going to eat lunch knowing all that blood, all that bodily fluids, all these dead bodies are laid and they're eating lunch because the medical examiner doesn't show up till 1:35 they're eating lunch at 12:30.
1: Yeah. That, how,
2: how do you inside the school next eat yeah. lunch in a crime scene? Yeah.
1: This was not, if you even go through the transcripts and the calls between the cops, they were not in fear. Nobody was in fear. Nobody was worried. It was just routine. So, uh, so guy, what's going on? I don't know. How are you? Kind of calls back and forth. I mean, nobody was in a hurry to this thing. Nobody (laughs) was in.
2: There was no sense of urgency.
1: Nothing. You know, I,
0: I don't know, but when you've got 19 kids and six adults, or whatever, you know, I wouldn't be eating have, subway you're have, sandwiches you're
1: gonna have and bananas. 15, you're
0: going to have about 15 gallons of blood on the floor, and it's going to be spreading all over. Yeah. you're going to have you know the bodies in, in, in corners. and I, I respond to these things. You know, as a cop. <laughs> You're, not You're gonna never going to go in number there. Number one, eat. yeah, That's it's ridiculous. a toxic scene, even more so. Well, yes, and and, oh
1: and you God. and and the school to you, you have been in a number of schools, Wolfgang, and this school was in pretty deplorable condition, correct? I mean, this it, was not a it, school in service,
2: right? And you know, it's not Wolfgang saying it; it's the pictures taken by the Connecticut crime scene photographers. Mm-hmm. It is filthy. It is full of lead pain. It's got asbestos, unbelievable amount. The groundwater is contaminated. And my question is, this is a middle to high income neighborhood. What responsible parent would send their ch- child to a toxic waste dump, exposing them to serious lifelong health risks? And that's what what, uh, ABC News, National News, boy, they had a big old flashing sign. Mm -hmm. It is a vanguard school, pristine, picturesque. People moved from all over just to have their child attend Sandy Hook Elementary. Wow. How is that even possible? I
1: don't know, especially with your police background. What what kind of response did you get from the citizenry and, and the people that you spoke to?
2: Well, I'm not allowed to say all the words they're calling me. And the profanity is unbelievable. When they see me, I mean, the profanity. Get out of our town. You're not welcome here. I was assaulted. I was. Uh, they tried to get me arrested at the board meeting the other night. I mean, it is the most uncomfortable. I'm 69 years old. I'm supposed to be retired playing with my grandkids. But, Kate, I can tell you this. When you send two homicide investigators a week before Christmas to my house, Mm -hmm. from my own community, from my Lake County Sheriff's Office, and they tell me that if I continue to ask questions about Sandy Hook, I'm gonna be arrested by the Connecticut State Police? Nah, I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen. You can't take my freedom of speech away, and I'm not asking hard questions.
1: Yeah, these are these are pretty simple. You couldn't even get a response from the porta potty company. They wouldn't even tell you anything, right? Nobody, everybody was barring you. Even the United, is it the United uh, Way? United that,
2: Way Western Connecticut.
1: So they collected 29 million dollars in um, in contributions from the nation, you know, to help with this. And you went in to go inspect those records, which they are a nonprofit, and they are supposed to hand over these records, right, to anyone that asks. During during yep. daylight hours,
2: yeah, but they had ten Danbury, Connecticut police officers stopping me from going in. That's re- really
1: that's insane. I mean, aren't don't they have to release those records? I mean, this is a lot of money.
2: I actually showed them the IRS documents allowing me to inspect records during regular business hours, and I, Kate, okay, I even had my attorney write them a letter letting them know we're coming on this day and at this time.
1: Wow. And they would not release they
2: would release not release it. those records. No, nope. they said that you can get them online, get off the property. You have three minutes, or you're going to be arrested for trespassing. They don't want you inside.
1: Oh, my gosh. So we'll and never... it's all
2: recorded. It's not me just saying it.
1: Jeez, Wolfgang. So we'll never know what happened to the $29 million. What That's happened at not... the
0: school board meeting? I used to sit on the board, and we would respond to parents. Yeah, what happened then? concerns.
2: Well, you know, a lot of people have forgotten this, Okay. But I don't know if you guys remember uh, the Super Bowl on February the 3rd, 2013, Mm -hmm. in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 26 children from the Sandy Hook Elementary School Choir, they traveled from Newtown all the way to New Orleans to sing during the pregame show with Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Now, that group of children and their chorus teacher got a standing ovation. They're singing before 110 million people worldwide. And you know what the NFL did to them and the parents? They gave them a gag order that they never are to talk to the media or discuss their trip to New Orleans. A gag order for a choir? The NFL director of media relations directed every parent and those children never discuss their trip to New Orleans. Now, how do you give children a gag order? I don't That's know. That's the greatest <laughs> experience a mother or a father's child could ever have. Can you imagine you're there with Jennifer Hudson? You're there with all the professional football players. You got Beyonce performing at halftime. You're in the locker rooms. You're treated as, I mean, you're treated so nicely But you're never allowed to talk about what your feelings are about your trip.
1: Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is crazy. The other that is nuts. I did not know that.
0: Too yeah. much of a wall of silence well, around yeah, the whole
1: thing. Absolutely, the one thing that struck me, and I wanted you to comment on this because may, maybe I have my information wrong, but all the families that had children in this, that were involved in this, none of them were homegrown Sandy Hook kids. The and which is really strange because I mean these kids are five and six years old, but they were not there. They they had all come in one to two years prior, and I had even done some research where all of those homes that they lived in were all bought on the same day, um, and I found those records, which was even more astounding. to me and what how coincidental that was Uh uh-huh and so when they all moved in one to two years before and then all left right after sandy hook i'm sure you found that as odd as dave and i right
2: (laughs) oh absolutely i mean you're right you guys did good work on this they these 20 parents now what are the odds Mm -hmm. they moved into sandy hook between 209 and 2011. now remember that school has 600 children How is it only those twenty parents are affected by supposedly the loss of their child? What are the odds of that? Only those twenty parents and every Mm. one of them no longer lives in Newtown. Yeah, they I can I can take you all to Columbine where children died in Columbine, students did, you know, they still got parents living in Columbine and they still have kids going to Columbine.
1: They do. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen all the interviews since. I mean, totally different. If you compare the two, it's apples and oranges. Um, and, and you know, it was it was interesting to me when all these homes were purchased, I think it was the day after Christmas of the of two years before, Christmas two and a half day. years before. It's either Christmas, Christmas Day or the day, day after Christmas, Christmas Day. day. Um, that was strange because you can't find ownership records of who bought the homes that the these, all these parents lived in, but they all came from all these places, and then they hide, they, they bury the, they bury the caskets in the grounds there, except for the Utah one um, and maybe another one. But they all they were all buried there. There were no open caskets, no death certificates ever filed, no FBI report. And then the parents just up and leave their little babies there, buried there, and then never attend to the grave. They never come back. They never visit. It's my brain is exploding. This is so my brain still exploding all these years later. We're out of time, but there's so much more to that. And let me just tell you, they got 29 million and then 3 years later in the South Carolina shooting, remember that in the church? That also got 29 million from the government. What's the num- what's the deal with 29 million? Very weird, right? Very strange. And uh, Investigator Dave even visited the site of that South Carolina shooting three years later and uh, found all kinds of anomalies and weirdness uh, there as well. But Wolfgang Halbig did a great job on Sandy Hook. And uh, I don't think he speaks out anymore, but I'm telling you, he knew his stuff. He knew the questions to ask. Be faithful. Be fearless. Join the fourth hour. Appreciate you listening in. And of course, uh, see you on Monday. (laughs) For sure. Have a great weekend. Go to the website, katedalyradio.com, and join that fourth hour.